This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. It's time for another episode of Sports and Corks. Happy Tuesday. I'm Emily Jarenka. And I'm Emily Cornell. And uh, to start things off this week, uh, Gonzaga um, was bumped down to number two in the college basketball rankings. Um, Baylor is now ranked number one in the country. Um, They are the seventh number one team of the season. So there's been a lot of turnover there this year. Uh, So we'll, you know, we'll see kind of how long they stay up there and what happens with that. What's interesting about Baylor moving into the number one spot for all the other teams that were number one and then fell from that very high ranking, um, they fell because they had a pretty significant loss. And Gonzaga has not lost. Like, let's just start there. That Gonzaga did not lose any of their games. They still are um, undefeated in their conference play. But those who vote feel that Baylor had had a more significant win when they beat like Kansas and Oklahoma than Gonzaga in the WCC, Um, which to me like, okay, whatever. But it's more interesting that Baylor became number one, not because Gonzaga did poorly, but because of how the teams Baylor played are viewed. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty rare for a team to be ranked um, number one and win their games that week and then have another team jump them. Uh, you know, we, we see it occasionally, but yeah. uh, it's just, you know, something different. Uh, Gonzaga, it's not like they had close games either this week. There have been weeks where uh, they, you know, had a couple scares, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. So I would totally you know, see that more so if that was the case. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not, like, really up in arms about it, I guess, because at the end of the day, the rankings don't matter. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, they they got the, the win against Kansas. Uh, but that win um, happened last Saturday. Mm-hmm. So that really, I guess, in terms of the voting, shouldn't have been a factor in this week's voting. No, because then Baylor played, what, um, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. And Iowa State on one day. Yeah, ah, yes. And like, so it, it was basically those three games that bumped them up. But not to, none of those teams are, like, super challenging. No, well, and the funny thing is they only beat Oklahoma by four points, and that was a game we talked about last week where mm-hmm. I was like, I think it could be close. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I guess just it's a little surprising to me, but you know what? It's it's fine. No, 
no real harsh feelings there or anything, but just something you don't see a whole lot. No. And to be fair, both Baylor and Gonzaga received a good number of votes for the number one spot. And then like some random team received one vote. I think it was Kansas or Duke. It was just like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, (laughs) So I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure if Baylor continues to win in the Big 12, I feel like Gonzaga is going to continue to do well in the WCC. So they're pretty much going to stay at one and two until March. Potentially. I mean, they could, you know, either team could lose a game. Yeah. This is college basketball, but. <laughs> uh, you right. You know, it, they could also be gridlocked for a while, so. Uh, and then West Virginia, Texas. That was a game I, so if I think a game might be close or I'm interested in it, uh, just keeping an eye on it, I'll turn on my, like, half and final score close game yeah. alert in the ESPN app, which I did for this game. I did not get a close game alert. <laughs> No. Uh, So West Virginia takes down Texas uh, by 28 points, uh, 28-point margin. Um, They're looking pretty good. I've always liked watching West Virginia. They've been doing pretty well. Um, They've been fun to watch. And then Texas, so living in Austin, naturally, when Texas got waxed by West Virginia, (laughs) like – um. Saw a good number of tweets about how they should fire Shaka Smart, the head coach at Texas. Um, I have my own feelings about Shaka Smart. I think he is like a good dude, but he is not the right fit for Texas and has not been. And I truly thought he was going to get fired at the end of last season just because Texas was not anything to write home about. And then this season they really don't look great. And I mean, West Virginia, I don't think is the best team in the big 12, but they're a solid team. And for them to just completely demolish Texas, he has got to either get it together in the next couple of weeks or get ready to find a new job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's tough. (laughs) I think the only thing that can save Shaka smart just like staying at Texas is him somehow pulling off a miracle and getting them to a final four. The last time Shaka Smart went to a final four was with BCU. I don't think it's going to happen. No, I mean, he needs like drastic results and I just don't see that happening um, for them this year. No. Um, Kentucky lost to South Carolina and it was a very close game. Kentucky's ranked. South Carolina is not um and for a while it looked like South Carolina was going to win by like a good amount and then mm-hmm. Kentucky um kind of made it close and it was a really fun game to watch South Carolina is a decent team too they're always physical yes and i mean then Kentucky has had some other games that were like they're playing Georgia right now and they should win that they're leading by 10 and um, their next significant challenge will be against Texas Tech on Saturday. Yeah, I'd like to see Texas Tech win that game. Um, I'm, I'm yeah. on the Red Raider bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can understand that. Um, I would also like to see Texas Tech win 
just because I don't really care for Kentucky. I mean, no one does except for people who went to Kentucky or um, bandwagon (laughs) fans who have nothing to do with Kentucky, which there are a lot of. Yeah. I mean, Kentucky, Duke, Carolina. uh, I feel like those are the big teams that people bandwagon fan as a bandwagon Carolina fan. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I mean, there's, there's so many bandwagon teams. It's all, it's all good. It's true. It's very Um, true. As long as you lean fully in, you're not like, I love Kentucky. And then next season when they tank, you're like, I love Kansas. Cause Bill Self is like somehow keeping this like program afloat. Like then it's like, all right, what are you doing? So pick a team to bandwagon fan commit. Um, like I'm going to commit to bandwagon fanning for the one team that's going to like save the Mountain West this season, San Diego State, ranked number four. God bless them. Um, when I lived in San Diego, I knew some people who had gone to school there and, um, I'm not the biggest Aztecs fan (laughs) as a result. Um, but I don't know. It's it's weird because I should want to root for the Mountain West, um, but I don't know if I can in this situation. I mean, I understand that. I just feel obligated to. Um, I, there's no one else who I can be like, yeah, let me like be the biggest fan for them in the Mountain West right now. Like, obviously, when it comes to West Coast basketball, I'm pulling for Gonzaga. I'm pulling for Oregon. I'm like, yes, do something to make people care about like West Coast sports so that it's not just like the only teams that matter are like on the East Coast um, because it's not it's not necessarily true. And yeah, we'll see. It's like you said, crazy things can happen in college basketball. So San Diego State's ranked now and by the Mountain West tournament, I don't know, New Mexico could be back back at it again. <laughs> could be back at it again. They could be. Who knows? Um so Oregon loses this week to Washington State. Um that's an interesting loss. It's a very <laughs> odd loss. Oregon's still ranked, and, like, whoever they played after Washington State, they won. But to lose to Washington State, like... Yeah, it's not what I would have expected. No, not really the basketball school of the Pac-12, <laughs> historically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess and they had like Clay Thompson, but that's that was a while lot. ago. Yeah, like yeah, that's the last minute. time they were like really good. I guess I yeah. would probably say. And I don't ever think of them as like the bottom of the pack. They beat yeah, they beat Washington in overtime um, on Saturday. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, Washington's really not very good either. So. <laughs> Maybe Oregon is just having a an off week. I think they are because they're like they're a really good team. I yeah. don't think that these two games like are indicative of like their strength as a program this year. You know, I think they're like a really solid team. Yeah. Um so that brings me to my game of the week. Um so they are playing USC. I think that could be definitely a close game. Um I'm 
rooting for Oregon to win that game. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm hopeful that they, you know, come out strong after this past week and, um, you know, have shaken off some frustrations and get a solid win in that game. Yeah. That that should be a fun game to watch. Hopefully they can show that the games against the Washington schools were just kind of flukes. Yeah. Um, so our former employer, the University of Colorado Buffaloes, um, they beat Arizona State, but then turned around and lost to Arizona. <laughs> Yeah. And like they, it was a close game against Arizona State, sixty-eight, sixty-one. But then, like, how are they going to lose by almost twenty points, over twenty points, to Arizona, twenty-one points? So Arizona won seventy-five, fifty-four. And like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's a road game, but like that was a, but twenty-one points is a pretty significant margin. Yes, and like, <laughs> like you can't climb back into that. I, I don't. know. And both teams are still ranked, so, like, it's not that big of a deal on when it comes to the rankings. But when it comes to just, like, watching them, like, mm-hmm. what? What happened, Tad Boyle? What happened to your team? <laughs> we uh, want them to bounce back. Yeah, we we do. We would like to see Colorado do well. And, I mean, if they make it to the tournament, that'd be so good for the program that'd be so good for the school right now Mm -hmm. um when it comes to revenue generating sports yeah need to get out get out to a game this year there yeah i mean both the men and women are doing well um the women are not ranked but they are doing well and then um i like the big 10 so i just wanted to do a pulse check of the Big Ten. And they're playing themselves. Do you know how the Pac-12 <laughs> was playing themselves for football this season? The Big yeah. Ten is playing themselves. Um, ranked teams keep losing to unranked teams. And, like, nothing makes sense in terms of who's winning games. So um, their games might be fun to watch. But also, I would not bet on any Big Ten team. Like, if you were a better. Don't mm. do it unless you're betting on Ohio State to lose, but then that will randomly be the day they decide to win. It's actually wild. Wild. Um, <laughs> and then I just like I looked up some interesting numbers about or like interesting facts, not really a number this time, but mm-hmm. um, for men's and women's teams there are 10 schools where both their men's and women's basketball teams are ranked and can you guess some of those schools emily uh gonzaga i'm yep. guessing is one of them uh baylor yep mm. <laughs> all right um well that's about all i got so far <laughs> that's that's all right that's a fair guess um, i'm trying to think Think of a school in a state south of Washington. California? Uh, Oregon. Oh. <laughs> uh, Oregon, yes. Oh, Oregon, yes, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, they have great men's and women's basketball programs. Um, yes. What others? What others do you have? West Virginia! Oh, yeah. Kentucky. 
Louisville, mm-hmm. Arizona, okay. Maryland. Really? I did yeah. not realize that Arizona women's basketball was okay. I did not either. Neither with Maryland. And I think Maryland was like how I said that the Big Ten is playing themselves. I think they're losing right now. Um, Florida State and Iowa. I was gonna. I was wondering about Florida State, but then I was like, I don't. What's the men's program ranked right now? Um, let me look this up one second. So the men's team for Florida State is ranked fifth. Okay. And then the women are ranked fourteenth. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, historically, they have had good, both good men's and women's basketball teams. So that checks out. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing well. And then to cap off college basketball, my game of the week is Clemson-Louisville because Clemson is just doing a lot of winning, and it's kind of fun. Like, when they beat UNC and Duke, like, good on them. So maybe they'll beat Louisville, too. Another ranked team to, like, as of right now when we're recording, Clemson's not ranked, Louisville is. Yeah. Um... So what what exactly intrigues you about that game? Um, I think that it's going to be another upset, and that Mm -hmm. is what I'm, you know, I live for that. Like, I have no horse in the race for Clemson or Louisville. I don't really care about either team too much. Um, But when I saw that, because I really thought the Clemson would be ranked, and the fact that they were not, I was like, well, that seems weird. (laughs) <laughs> but then they're playing another ranked ACC team. Okay, maybe they'll finally get ranked. Like I think that's it. I like I want closure. I want to know that they made it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So, any other thoughts on college basketball before we move on? Um. You know, I have hopes and dreams for the Wyoming Cowboys, but that's for another time. That probably okay. involves crying. Okay, well, we'll we'll skip that for a day, Ben. Thanks. Um, so NFL playoffs. Um, now we have one more game of football left this year. Um, the big one. Yes, the big game um, on the second of February. Yes. So this past weekend, um, the Forty ers just ran the Packers into the ground. Yep. I have a lot of thoughts on this game. Ooh, please share. Probably biased being a Seahawks fan, but <laughs> like that for the Packers to play as terribly as they did in that game leads me to believe that as a team, they are significantly worse than the 49ers. And I don't think that they had business being in the championship game. I don't think that you play that badly as just a, a fluke. I mean, I know that teams have off days, but, like, they played so poorly. So I just feel like the 49ers are a way better team. And the Seahawks have hung with the 49ers all season. So it was really frustrating to see that result Mm, um, with that game. I was just like, this is a waste. Like, the Packers should not have been in this game. I don't think the Seahawks would have beaten the 49ers necessarily on the road. But I think that it would have been a close game. I mean, a lot closer than when they played the Packers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, I don't, yeah. I, I mean, I know, like, I have friends who are Packers fans. Um, 
I don't have anything against the Packers personally. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, this team shouldn't have been in, in the championship game. Like they, I don't think you play like that as a fluke. <laughs> That's a fair assessment that I'm sure many folks would agree with you about. Um, Cause it was, it was rough and it was rough for viewership. Um, for the NFC championship viewing on Sunday, it was down like almost a million viewers from last year when it was the Rams Saints. So mm-hmm. I think like if the Seahawks had been in, more people probably would have watched that game. Yeah, more people would have watched that game because the 49ers and the Seahawks have like that rivalry. Whereas the Packers, like, yeah, they have fans, but like, I don't know. I don't feel like people are going to go out of their way to watch who they know the 49ers are a really good team play the Packers who have been so-so. Yeah. So, um, and then the Chiefs took care of the Titans. Viewership was also down for that game by almost 12 million viewers from Mm -hmm. the AFC championship game from last year, which was the Patriots chiefs. It was also, it had lower viewership than the Patriots playing the Jaguars who like you think about that matchup and you know, the Patriots are going to (laughs) win. So basically nobody wants, that's not like I'm joking when I say nobody wanted to watch the playoffs or, um, but like, (laughs) They viewership's down. People are not super excited about these games. Um, no. I was excited to see the Chiefs win, but I like Pat Trick Mahomes. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on the Chiefs Titans game? Um, I wasn't extremely surprised by the outcome. Uh, I would have been totally fine with either team winning. Um, I, I didn't feel like I was really leaning one way or the other necessarily. Um, rooting for the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. (laughs) Uh, But uh, I don't know. I would also like to see Richard Sherman get another ring. So You're torn. Yeah. I mean, that, when he, um, after the game um, this weekend, like, um, when he was, like, down on the field, just getting super emotional, like, that made me happy to see for him because he's such an alienating player, but... um, it's so easy for like us on the outside to um, trivialize things, and he, like he's overcome a lot to get to where he is now, and that's got to feel like that's got to be a really emotional moment for him. Um, so that made me happy. That's good. Any other thoughts on that game? Mm, not really. Okay, for folks who must watch some football this coming week. Um, the Pro Bowl will be on Sunday. Um, it's definitely not a high point in my sports watching when the big game is what I'm preparing for in two, like a week and a half. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, transitioning to the NBA. So yes. the Nuggets, the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. We love them. We do. <laughs> We love Jokic. Yes. So much. Um, So he has been having, like, he's an interesting player to talk about because um, 
a lot of people think that he just doesn't really care. Like he's not passionate about playing basketball. This gets brought up multiple times a year that he's, you know, gone kind of mopey or whatever. And it's so funny to me because whenever people start saying that stuff, he just goes out and has a casual triple-double. And at the end of the game, he's just like, yeah, you know, like that was a good, good game. I'm happy for my teammates that we, like, won, you know, whatever. And he just never really addresses it much. No. Um, but I just think it's so funny because as soon as people say he's getting lazy, I don't really – lazy or, like, mopey. I don't really feel like th- – that stuff just kind of continues in terms of, like, his facial expression. Yeah. He doesn't get fired up about things, you know, whatever. But then he just goes out and has, like, a great game, and I just find it hilarious. I like um, when people are like, oh, he, like, just looks like he needs to be on a diet. Like, they body shame him a little bit. And, oh, for sure. And I'm just like – they're like – he doesn't even look like he goes to the gym and I'm like but he still balls out so does it actually matter like does how he looks impact how he's playing if he's getting like all these very like he's doing very well in the games and having all these triple doubles like Mm -hmm. does it matter (laughs) yeah so I don't know I saw an interesting tweet um so it was just it was like player a and then I had a bunch of stats and then player b and a bunch of stats and people, like, basically were supposed to vote for the player that, whose stats they found more impressive. And um, of this and this person who tweeted it was a verified, verified account on Twitter. So they have, like, a lot of followers. Um, so player A's stats were Jokic's. And then player B was Durant. And 77% of people who voted in this poll were more impressed by player A, Jokic. Which is so funny because on paper... People, I think, are, like, a lot more enamored with Kevin Durant. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just – it's funny when you take – when something becomes anonymous, you know, and you're just seeing numbers, like, what what people's perception is, is very different. Um, So I just thought that was really interesting. Um, And the other thing is he had um, a 30-point double-double on – Sunday against the Pacers they ended up losing that game but um like he just keeps he just keeps having a lot of great games and um people will just not get off his back I know (laughs) um and uh he you know all-star game voting has been going on um and uh I'm just like really excited to see that content from him It'll be really entertaining. I feel like any content he's in, he's entertaining, whether it is him playing or him, like, goofing around at, like, a media day. Like, he doesn't take himself too seriously, and maybe that's why people don't um, love, or why people do love to, like, make fun of him, but Mm -hmm. they don't love that he's not, like, super excited, is because he's just like, I'm just here to play basketball, and I'm just kicking it. Like, maybe that's it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I don't know, it seems like he kind of treats it like a job, which maybe is is what you should be doing. I don't know. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, it is a job. Yeah, it's true. Um, So in terms of voting, LeBron is leading. Well, I guess the voting's ended now, so um, at the time of recording. But... uh, 4.7 4.7 million votes for LeBron um, the last time I checked. Um, so the voting 
the latest voting I could find was from Thursday. Um, LeBron had 4.7 million votes, and this is all public, you know. Um, Luca 4.6, Giannis 4.5, Anthony Davis 4.4, and then Jokic was right behind that. Um, So uh, I would like to see Carmelo. Okay. I don't think you're going to, but like, I don't that's think a nice so one. <laughs> but like, I'm just going to put it out there. Um, I would love to see Melo in another All Star game before he's done playing. Okay. That, okay, that's fair, but I don't think you'll. I, I hope that I'm wrong and you're pleasantly surprised and he <laughs> makes it. Uh, not this year, but, um, there's always next year. I just want to see it at some point, you know? Yeah. I mean, it has to be in the next couple of years. He's old. Oh yeah. He's, I mean, he's got to be retiring soon. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Um, in other NBA news, they will have their first ever regular season game in Paris on Friday. It'll be the Hornets versus the Bucks who the Bucks are crushing it and it will be a sold out crowd of 20,300. Um, that's just a very interesting move to me that Mm -hmm. the NBA is broadening their reach. Not that they didn't have a reach in Europe. Like when I was studying abroad, someone was like, have you watched Michael Jordan play? And I'm like, well, Michael Jordan played when I was like a child, like when I was a baby, but like, yes, everyone knows who Michael Jordan is. And they were like, I would stay up until like. The middle of the night, I would watch him play basketball. Like, the NBA... And this was in Germany. And this kid was just, like, super into it. He's like, Michael Jordan's my favorite player. I'm like, dude, Michael Jordan hasn't played in so long. Like, what? Um, So, like, I think they've had the reach for a while. (laughs) But I think they're tapping into that market more so. Which, like, we could tell when they went into China. And that is probably their largest market. Um outside the U.S. where they can, like, generate revenue. But Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was just a fun fact that they're playing in Paris. So I'm curious, like, well, I'm assuming there will be a French-speaking announcer. Wait. At this game for Les Cerfs and then against Les Frelons. Wait. Um, I'm very, very interested (laughs) to see kind of what comes of that. Um, I would honestly, I think it'd be so entertaining to listen to someone just get all excited in French about big plays, <laughs> you know, with basketball. Like, I've, I think that would be great. So I can't even say, like, maybe, Giannis has the ball and then they're like, feet, oh feet. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe we can find a, a Reddit stream that's in French or something. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> that would be super fun. We'll let you all know next week if we find this. <laughs> watch the game and probably come back saying things in French. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. So hot takes. What do you got? Um, my hot takes. So I saw it's not even my hot take. I saw on Twitter that someone thinks that millennials are too obsessed with Harry Potter. And I think that's mm. wrong. Um, so it's not even it's not my hot take that millennials are too obsessed with Harry Potter. Um because not gonna lie, big fan, big, big fan. And maybe I maybe I'm wrong in that, but um yeah, there's my spin on the hot take for the week. What's your hot take? Um, well, 
I don't really have a very good one. Okay. I don't think this week. No judgment. They always, they always come to me like when we're not recording and then I need to just write them down. Um, but just with all the baseball cheating stuff um, yes. that's been going on, I think it is so stupid when um, a team gets stripped of a title. Like I understand why they do it, but at the end of the day, people, you know, people, people still think like, Oh, Louisville won a title. You know, they don't, it's not like it just goes away. They had, they, they enjoyed all of the excitement of, you know, having a successful season. Like you can't just take that away. That still remains. And like the fans aren't going to forget about it. It's just, it's an unfortunate thing when sports teams cheat essentially. But, um, I don't think taking away a title really does anything. It's like, it's just on paper. Yeah. People don't forget that you won. No. And then like when it comes to that cheating, it's like, they probably weren't the only team cheating, which is seems to be the case with uh, baseball right now. They're finding more people cheating. But, like, think of when Lance Armstrong was, like, winning all those cycling contests. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, they found out that he was cheating. But, like, everyone that was, like, within any range of, like, competing with him, they were also cheating. So people are going to remember, like you said, that they won – and they're not necessarily going to be like, oh, yeah, they did get that stripped. They're going to remember that there was some commotion that happened. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't know how significant that'll be in the memories of fans who are like, no, my team earned it. Yeah. <laughs> All the other teams were cheating, too. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I don't like the argument that everyone is cheating because maybe, I, maybe I'm being naive. But, like, I don't think not every team is doing stuff like what Louisville did, you know, that's kind of like a, just a blanket statement. Yeah. I think, um, you can make the same argument with like the Patriots, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I just, I don't really like it when people say, use that as like a way to make it okay. That's fair. I mean, there's basically one rule for all of sports and it's don't cheat. Yeah. Like it's no one falls. No. <laughs> People can't follow this stuff. It's it's hard. It's hard to follow the one rule. You have one job. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> um, what wine are you drinking this week? Um, so it's kind of a personal favorite that I forget of. I like will have a bottle and then I'll completely forget about it for months and then I'm like, oh yeah, I should get some of that. And I like that. Um, it's called the Witching Hour. It's a red blend. You can get it just hold a wine. Um, it's pretty cheap, honestly. It's like eight dollars, which I was very skeptical of, but I really like it. Um, and it just it's like awesome when it's something you really enjoy and it's inexpensive. So that is my wine this week. What's yours? So, I was watching The Bachelor to catch up with you. Yes, and love it. <laughs> I don't really know why watching The Bachelor made me want to drink a rosé, but then I got a rosé. Um, nice. It just seemed to fit the mood. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I went with um, the Josh label, Josh Sellers, yep. because I know I like their um, white wines and some of their red wines. So, I'm like, oh, I like the rosé. It's pretty good. Would nice. drink again. I'm not a big rosé person. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, And then I threw in some random sports updates this week Mm -hmm. because Derek Jeter, Baseball Hall of Fame, only one person didn't vote for him. And then OJ posted a video on Twitter about it. (laughs) 
Yeah. Do you want to dive into that a little more? Um, yeah. I, like, all over the internet today, people are like, Derek Jeter should have gotten that last vote. Okay. And for folks who don't know about, like, baseball and the Hall of Fame, you only need, like, 75% of the votes to be voted in. So this one vote doesn't matter, like, at mm-hmm. all. But, like, everyone is like, who is the one person who didn't vote for Derek Jeter? So then our boy O.J. Simpson gets on Twitter. (laughs) I don't want to say he's our boy, but, like, the Internet's boy, O.J. Simpson. Yeah, Um, as he does, gets on Twitter. (laughs) Has some random person who we don't know who it is film a video of him on a golf cart. Yep. <laughs> He's just like, Derek Jeter should have gotten that last vote. Like, I don't understand why this person didn't vote for him. Even if they were, like, a Red Sox fan, like, why wouldn't you vote for Derek Jeter? He's so good. Yeah. He's just always chiming in on things that don't really have anything to do with him these days. Um, That's a big fact. But, I mean, he's, like, old, retired, and, like has been to prison, so he's just like, what am I supposed to do with my time now? Like, go golfing and record random videos for Twitter. Yeah. Oh, yikes. Um, (laughs) uh, We also want to acknowledge that tennis is happening right now. It is. Um, The Australian Open. So, obviously, that is not our area of expertise. So, um, we are going to have uh, Raul, our resident tennis expert, come on the pod soon to discuss uh, because we don't want to give you um, bad information on this podcast. So uh, we will leave that to the expert. Yes. The, the <laughs> one person who knows a lot about tennis that yes. we know. <laughs> um, and then last week... And if this happens where you hear us talk about something one week and we don't, like, follow up the next week because we don't think about it or, like, I don't know, it didn't make the cut for us, like, let us know if we can, like, tie up loose ends. And I only thought about this because um, I follow Evan on Twitter, so I know all about the the new head coach mm-hmm. for Baylor football. Um, we were talking about, like, who who could it be? And it's Dave Aranda he is the former defensive coordinator of the national championship LSU team. Like, if you are a Big 12 fan that is not a Baylor fan, your team's about to have a tough time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> LSU had a pretty good defense this year, and they had a stellar offense. Like, um, that's just, like, good for Dave. He's going to do well. And... <laughs> um, if you have any fan- friends who are Baylor fans, they're going to be obnoxious, and you should probably mute them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, as they should be, honestly. That's true. I'd be obnoxious, too, if that was my team. That, I mean, I would lose my mind if I, we had a—I love Craig Bull at Wyoming, but the Bull era will end eventually. He's getting up there in years, and I'm going to be real sad when we get someone new, and I'm hoping they're a defensive coordinator of a national championship team. <laughs> small things <laughs> small, small things do you have any personal plugs this week um i want people to engage with us on twitter mostly we're fun um yes and uh sports corks is our twitter account um also let us know if you'd be interested in um any other social media platforms um 
Twitter is kind of our personal favorite, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's everyone else's. So um, True you know, let, us, let us know your thoughts on social media and what kind of stuff you would like to see. We're all our about DMs the content. are open. True. Our email account is open. True. <laughs> let us know. So, what do you got? Um, the Tailgate Society pods, listen to Drunk Dialing, Matinee Baseball, Stefan Things. Um, all good content coming from there. And then from just the Tailgate Society in general, um, there is the Bachelor T and Five on it. They the Bachelor T is about the Bachelor, which happens every Monday night forever. It goes <laughs> on forever. The show is not like an hour, it's like an hour and a half. Who has that kind of attention span? Anyway, it's <laughs> ridiculousness. <laughs> and then Five on it is a music. Uh, focused post that happens every week and then my bigger plug is support local like if you have friends who are and like i have friends who like play music go support your friends like if they're doing like a craft market and they're selling like the stuff they make go support that um it's really important to one support your friends in like their creative pursuits but also you're then not supporting the big corporate nonsense right Mm -hmm. like you could get handmade cards from your friend or you could go to hallmark and like i'm not against hallmark because i think that their greeting cards are dope but if your friend is making them you should buy from your friend (laughs) Um, yeah i mean don't go to hobby lobby or home goods and buy wall art like you can get that exactly um and it doesn't have to be expensive either exactly there's lots of these little cute markets popping up Yes. And then if you're like, I want to go listen to music, but you don't want to spend like $100 to go see who are some bands that people see? I don't even know. The Chainsmokers. That's... People would pay a lot of money to go see the Chainsmokers okay, yeah. at an arena. So you could go see Stuff the, like that. the Chainsmokers at an arena, or you could go to a smaller venue and see a local band. That's my plug <laughs> for <laughs> that. Um, so I guess that brings us to, uh, bigger than sports. Do you want to start this one off? Yes. So Tyler Mott of the Vancouver Canucks. Canucks. We are getting international. (laughs) Actually, we already did with the France thing, but there we go. Yes. (laughs) Tyler Mott opened up about his anxiety and depression. Um, he did a little video that like the Canucks, uh, promoted on their social media and it was just really um, not like eye opening because like everyone at some point goes through this, but it was really interesting how he was like explaining it where he was like, I didn't have like motivation to do this. And like um, his significant other was like, you need to go talk to someone. And um, that it was just like a good reminder that like one, you can be honest about how you're feeling, but two, like if you are not necessarily that person in the position feeling that way, you can support others by encouraging them to seek out resources. Um, Yeah. And it's part of the NHL's hockey talks, which do you want to get into that? Sure. Yeah. So it's an NHL league initiative um, about mental health. Um, So different teams are doing different things around it. Uh, But basically the initiative is trying to raise mental health awareness um, hockey is kind of similar to football, one of those sports um, where people have that kind of tough guy image and um, they're trying to break down that barrier um, and make players more relatable. 
um, to fans and kind of use them as an inspiration um, while also giving players the platform to open up about, you know, struggles they may have had or be having. Um, So another kind of segue related thing, I guess, um, the Washington Capitals this past week hosted a um, hockey talks night for mental health awareness um, in partnership with MedStar Health. Um, so some, some other teams are doing kind of similar things, but, um, at one of the Capitals games this past week, they did activations related to mental health, including PSAs. Um, they had like some, some informational stuff at the game, um, and did some promo videos. So, uh, the first thing to start out with is just, you know, talking about those kind of things. So that's the first step. Um, that step is being taken, and uh, it's nice to see NHL players starting to speak out um, like other leagues have done. Mm-hmm. They also are – some teams are doing like um, those cards similar to cancer nights where they, they have like I fight for or whatever. Um, they have like hockey talks ones. And um, one of the Capitals players did one that, and it said like you are enough. So they've been posting some of that kind of stuff on social media. Um and it's just nice to see. It is. It's super encouraging. And despite where you, what you might feel about the NHL in terms of the actual watching of hockey, it's not the most viewed sport of the major league, uh, the major leagues in the United States. But it's good to see that they are taking those steps towards like raising mental health awareness. Yes, we are all about that here. Absolutely. But that's all I've got for the week. Yeah, same. All right. We'll snipe Sally, boys. Emily and Emily, sports and courts.